This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. This episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by the Blessed and Bossed Up Society. If you've ever felt alone in your journey and wanted to be around women who get it, women who love God and are about their business, Blessed and Bossed Up Society is for you. This membership community gives you a ton of resources from myself as well as outside experts to help you grow in your faith and your business. To learn more, visit www.blessedandbossedup.com community. Again, that's blessedandbossedup.com community. Let's start the show. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. After today's episode, we only have two more podcasts of 2018. This year is wrapping up. Um, I'm still a firm believer that God can do everything he said he will do in these next two weeks. So I'm I'm personally not counting 2018 out because there's still some things that I got to collect <laughs> that I haven't gotten yet. But um, yeah, I'm excited that this year is wrapping up. Um, it's the holiday time. Next Monday's episode will be Christmas Eve. So I, I pray that you guys are all enjoying the time with your family. I pray that you're getting some rest. And for those of you who the holiday time may not be an exciting time for for whatever reason, I just pray that you find comfort and peace during this season. I pray that God gives you a peace that surpasses all understanding that you have a true joy in your heart this season that is given by no external source, but only by God. And um, yeah, I'm just praying for you as well through this season. So in today's episode, I'm going to answer some questions. I posted in my Instagram stories yesterday to ask me questions. So that's what I'm going to do today. But before I get into that, it's important that you guys listen to the last two episodes of this year. Now, around this time, you know, you spend a lot of time with your family. You may be teleworking if you have that option, may not be spending as much time in transit as you usually do. So you may not listen to podcasts as much. But these last two episodes of the year, 
um, are going to be very important. And the last two episodes are going to be titled uh, Beating the Process. It's going to be a part one and a part two. And this came up actually yesterday. I was talking to um, someone I refer to as my little sister, and she's also a prophet. And it's so funny. This is just a, let's put a pin in this for a second that you can be you can have spiritual gifts and still be a work in progress at the same time. You don't have to be um, so super spiritually mature before God gives you spiritual gifts. And so with her, she's a prophet, but at the same time, she's still growing in things of God and still figuring a lot of things out. And I love her because she's just an example of just that. Like you can have these spiritual gifts and be a work in progress at the same time. So she and I were talking yesterday and um, she began to really just pour into me. And I was telling her about how the year, you know, is coming to an end. As I look back on this year, um, I'm proud of myself because I did make a decision at the beginning of the year that I was going to get in alignment with God's plan. And whatever that meant, I committed to getting on this journey of living my life for God. And I changed everything that God wanted me to change. There hasn't been one thing that God wanted me to do this year that I did not do. And she talked about how I make it look so effortless to follow God and to kind of cut off the, the negative habits or to cut the dead weight off my life. And it's not easy at all. Um, but it was something that I made a decision that I was going to do. And I'm the type of person where when I decide and I really make my mind up to do something, then it's going to get done and it's no really breaking me from that. And so, um, but as she began to pour into me, she was telling me like, you know, Tatum, you beat the process. And when she said this to me, it just sat. if we wasn't about to go into somewhere and I would have probably bawled out crying. And she was like, Tatum, you beat the process. And I, and it's something about that that just really stuck with me. And she just began to just continue, like, everything that God wanted you to do, you did it. She said that your relationship with your mother, your um, the habits that you had to break, your thought process, kind of getting rid of that, not kind of, but getting rid of the plan that you had for yourself to adopt the plan that God had for you, changing the podcast, like all of these things that you did, was every single thing that God wanted you to do. And she was saying that um, the me preaching was like the grand finale of what God wanted out of me this year. And it's funny because all, all this stuff that I tell y'all I do comes with a, 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 it was very difficult to get to the point where I was like, okay. You know, when I was asked to speak at church, even prior to the um, preaching, but I when I I was asked to speak before on tithes and offering, which is as a difference. I mean, tithes and offering is maybe like a five minute talk, um, but the preaching is like a good thirty to forty five minutes. And so, um, when I got asked to speak on tithes and offering, I was nervous. My heart jumped to my stomach when he when my pastor asked me, but I said yes. I told y'all that I tricked myself into just doing stuff when I know that God is pushing me into something. I say yes and worry about it later. And so that's what I did. But then when he asked me to preach, I said yes and I worried about it later. But she was saying, like, Tatum, that was the last thing that God needed you to do. And she was, um, and it's funny that as she just began to pour into me, um, she confirmed so much that I didn't tell her. Like it was a lot that I've been, you know, this is my month of rest. I've been spending a lot of time with God. And a lot of the things that she told me 
or said to me were confirmations for the things that God has been saying to me in my quiet time with him. And that's just a testament too to how, how it's important for you to spend time with God and be able to hear from him yourself because there are a lot of false prophets out here. You know, I knew she was a prophet before she even kind of accepted it because I can tell I could see it in her. I have this gift of discerning people so I can see it in her. Um, but there for you guys, there are a lot of false prophets out here. There are going to be people who say they're prophetic or prophets of God who are going to be lying to you. So it's so important that you do have that one on one relationship with God so that you can better discern when somebody's talking to you. So for me, even when it comes to like church or my pastor, I'm where I'm supposed to be because God planted me there. And there's nothing that any human being can do to deter me from where God has has set me. So even when it comes to like people who say they're prophetic, I spend time with God and I know what God says to me. If you say anything that's contradictory to what God has told me, then you are false. You are a liar. So, um, but yeah, I just wanted to, to mention that to you guys. So you do know the importance of spending time with God so that when you do encounter people who have these gifts or don't, that you're able to discern that. But yeah, don't miss the last two episodes of the year. I'm really going to spend some time with God and and look back through my journals because this year has been a process for me. And so I've been so focused on getting through everything. I, I definitely am going to have to go back to my journals to remember and how I felt in certain situations so I can better articulate that to you guys. But the last two episodes of the year are going to be called Beating the Process because uh, confirmed by God, that's something that I've done this year, um, something I'm very, very proud of, uh, but it's something that a lot of people don't do. Everybody doesn't beat the process. They quit when they get when it gets too difficult. They quit when they're not seeing the money that they want to see in their business. They quit because it hurts. They quit because it's it's too hard. They quit because they're afraid. So many people quit. You go back to doing things the world's way because it's popular. You quit because the success that God is showing you is different from the success that you wanted for yourself. So many people don't complete the process. And for anything that you're asking for God, you're going to have to go through a process. He's not going to just give you something that you're not prepared for. And you don't know the ways in which you need to be prepared. Only God knows that. I didn't know the ways that I needed to be prepared for what he has for me. He knew that. So all of the things that I was fussing about and so upset about having to go through this year were preparing me for what he has for me. I, God knows the end from the beginning. He's all knowing. So he knows what those things in your heart that you have buried so deep that you don't forgot about. He knows those things and he wants to, to put you through a process that's going to heal those broken areas. That's going to build your character. That's going to get your spiritual muscles up. That's going to teach you how to fight so that you can be able to handle everything that he has for you. The level that God has for me, and I'm telling y'all now, when y'all see the levels that God puts me on, when y'all see the different things and the different blessings that he sends to me, it's only because that I completed or I beat the process. It's only because of that. It's not because of any strategy that I had. It's not because of anything particular that I did. The only thing that I did was commit to God's process and, did, and, and was persistent and never turned back. 
That's it. Everything else is 100% going to be by God. And God has even given me instructions, the next set of instructions for this new level that he has me on. And so um, I'll, of course, going into the next year, um, I'll begin to kind of talk about those things as they happen. But it's so important that you commit to the process. You really stop playing with your faith. Stop going it. Stop saying you don't know how to hear from God. Do what you got to do. I've talked about this all year. You know, it's it's important that instead of just listening to me on Mondays and getting pumped up, that you really commit to beating the process and you no longer settle for the same things that you settled for this year. Um, but yeah, so tune in for the next two episodes. They are going to be very impactful, um, very intentional. These are not episodes where I'm trying to pump you up about 2019. These are episodes where I'm trying to teach you how to do some stuff so that you can get every single thing that God has for you. All right, let's answer some questions. The first question says, I'm creating a blog about holistic wellness. It's more so like a journal documenting my journey to be the best person I can be. I have about seven posts done so far and I've created websites before, but I'm too much of a perfectionist. So I will be hiring a graphic designer or a website designer. I believe God is ultimately calling me to begin some sort of mentoring life coach profession. And I know the blog is not ready to launch anytime soon. Plus, I don't have the funds right now for a photographer or a website designer. Can you give me some tips or things I can do behind the scenes while God is working on me? I don't want to sit around and wait for something to happen, but I also don't want don't know what to do. I'm not sure if I should be focused on building my brand via social media, like posting more and getting my engagements up. I really have no clue. Any insight will be helpful. Thanks so much. Okay, so you said that you are documenting your journey to becoming the best person that I can be. So what you do in the meantime is focus on becoming the best person that you can be. Really, if you're committed to making God the CEO and doing the things that God wants you to do, you have to dive deeper into your relationship with God to figure out, okay, what area, what process does God want to put me through? So again, you say that you're documenting weight, working on being the best you. I would take this time while I'm waiting to hear from God to become the best me. And I do that through diving deeper into God's word, to fasting, to praying more, to figuring out or learning more about who God is, doing Bible studies. Like all of these things are things that you can do. And, and because they aren't necessarily business things, a lot of us aren't really willing to do that but if you're waiting on God the only way that you're going to get the answers that you're looking for see the progress you want to see is to dive deeper into him then he will begin to reveal things to you that you need to be doing then he'll be able to give you instructions and then once you get those instructions it may not be be a life coach tomorrow it may be get your LLC. It may just be develop an outline for the program. Like he he won't always like tell you launch right now. That may not be what he wants you to do, but you have to dive deeper into him and draw near to him so that he can be able to reveal to you what the next steps are. God will always give us strategies and plans and action steps. And the way that we get that is driving, not doing what we think we should do, but, but connecting closer to him and asking asking him what does he need for us to do and then be obedient to that busy yourself with that 
And there also are practical things that you can do. So, but when I say practical, I mean things like time management, making sure that you're taking good care of your time. Um, Things like, uh, what else? Maybe managing your money if you're asking God for a specific increase with these businesses, learning how to manage the money that you have now. There are some practical things like that that you can do as you're waiting on God, but overall really cling closer to him so that he can begin to give you steps. The Bible says a wise man's steps are ordered by the Lord. So you need to to, to cling to the Lord so that he can order your steps. Don't worry about like the social media engagement and all of that because what you'll end up doing is building a this engagement for something that you're not even doing so now you done built this tribe of people who don't even care about the business that you're you're ultimately launching because you're not even doing that right now let's say he is calling you to life coaching now you're building them up about a blog or whatever that's not even a tribe that you need to have like engagement and all of that is cool but you need to have an audience of uh, a targeted audience that you're that is following you and that's engaging with you so that you can ultimately increase sales a lot of us put all this power into social media and social media is great but and so social media is supposed to be a marketing tool to increase the bottom line you don't have a bottom line to increase right now and you're not even sure what the business is going to be so I wouldn't even worry about that right now I would focus on what God wants me to do and when you do that though that's when you know that every single thing that you do is going to be successful or everything, every single thing that you touch is going to prosper because you're doing what God called you to do and you're not just out here doing anything. I really love this next question because it's something that so many people go through. So it says, good morning. I really enjoy your podcast and get excited when I see a new episode pop up. So getting straight to the point, I'm dealing with spiritual frustration. Like you, I've been called into ministry and have been on a faith walk with God since a wilderness experience in 2014, but I'm not seeing great rewards or benefits from following God. It seems like the people I pray on behalf of are receiving their blessings, some of them unsaved, and I feel left behind. All I desire from God is a successful writing career. I write Christian fiction, um, oh, okay, marriage and children. I'm about to be 38 and still single and childless. I don't want to get married well into my 40s when it may be too late for childbirth. I'm frustrated. So this was an awesome question because it's real. And I love dealing with real stuff. So what I would say to this is to really do a faith check. You know, you're saying that you um, the only thing that you desire from God is a successful writing career, marriage and children. But if I were you, I would switch this and ask God, what do you desire from me? God knows the desires of your heart. You know, God is not a genie. We can't just say, God, I want this, this and this. And because I go to church, because I pray for your people, because I read your word that I need to have it. It don't. Those are are good acts. But if your heart isn't right, it's not going to work. So. If I were you, I would really do a faith check. Am I doing all these things so that God can give me a a, a marriage and children and a successful writing career? Or am I doing these things so that I can please God? Which one is it? Because if so, then the things that you're desiring from God are now becoming ahead of him. Now these things, your writing career, the marriage, the children is now an idol. And, And anything that's an idol, you have to put it back in its place. 
and which is under God. So if I were you, and this is a lesson I had to learn at the top of the year where I was believing in God for a lot of material things. And he had to show me what success meant. And he showed me by going into Jeremiah. And I suggest that you do the same. There's a great Bible study. Um, you can go on YouTube and search Jeremiah Bible study and find it that I worked through. And so what God was trying to show me was success is pleasing God. That's it. That's all. And but because God knows the desires of our heart, he'll give us these things. But our our definition of success needs to be pleasing God because Jeremiah was successful. Jeremiah wasn't married. I don't think Jeremiah didn't have money. He wasn't like everybody was not feeling him because he was out here speaking God's word and not feeding into the things that they were doing. Everybody hated him. They was trying to kill him, all of these things. But God saw him successful because his desire was to please God. Whenever God told him to go out and say something, he said it. He was obedient. He, his desire, again, was to please God. So he was successful. And that, that was a gut check for me. I had to figure out, are you going to be like Jeremiah and want to just please God? I had to ask myself that question. And at first I was like, I don't know, Jeremiah life ain't looked that lit. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I had to be honest and be like, okay, God, I get the lesson that you're trying to give me. Because at the end of the day, he's going to give us, like I said, give us the desires of our heart. But what are you putting as number one in your heart? Is it God or is it the things that you want? But also God's timing is always perfect. We may feel like we want something and we need we need it now because of all the great things that we're doing. But there's obviously some things that God still wants to do before he blesses you with what you're asking for. So if I were you, I would really do a heart check and really go into God in repentance. Like, God, forgive me. God, I'm, first of all, not just repentance, but being honest, because I'm a firm believer in just being honest and say, you know what, God, I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated. I feel like I've been doing everything that I'm supposed to do. I feel like I've been praying for people. I'm seeing their blessings happen. I'm um, I'm doing everything that you want me to do. All I ask for, God, is a successful writing career, a husband, a children, all things that are promised to me. I'm frustrated. For so So, God, but I understand, nevertheless, God, but your will and not my will be done. I understand that your timing is perfect. I understand that all things are going to work out for my good. I understand that you're you're going to give me the desires of my heart because these are the things that you promised me in, in your word. So, but God, I have to ask, is there something that you need from me? I know these are my desires, but God, what do you want from me? What do you need me to do? What am I doing that's holding my blessings up? Like these are the conversations for real that I have with God because I don't, I'm not the type of person that feels like I got to go to God with a mask on. He knows my heart. He knows I'm frustrated. He knows you frustrated. So, but the Bible also says, don't get, don't grow weary in doing the right thing. So I would, I would go to God just like I just said and say, but, but God, you told me not to grow weary in doing the right thing, but I'm growing a little bit weary here. Like what, what is this something that I need to do? Like this will be the conversation that I have with God in my quiet time. And I will listen. I will humble myself. I will acknowledge how I feel. I will uh, definitely acknowledge how I feel, but I will also acknowledge what I know, which is the word of God. And then ask God, what do you need from me? I'm standing on what I know, God, this is how I feel, but I'm standing on what I know, which is the word. But what do you, I'm asking you for instructions though. What do you want me to do? 
So if I were you, that's exactly what I would do um, in this season. I think this is something that a lot of people go through. This whole year, I was frustrated. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this whole year, like, God, what's good? All of this stuff, all of this stuff you got me doing. But it, it for real, for real, it wasn't until yesterday when um, she said you beat the process it was, and God is proud of you where I was like, bet, I'm good. I'm good then. It was all worth it because my number one desire in my heart is to make God proud. Something else I would tell you to do too is take inventory on your answered prayers. You know, a lot of times because we desire these three major things or whatever the major thing is for you guys listening, we can overlook or minimize the blessings that God has has given us daily, like being able to speak, being able to walk, being in good health, like all of these things that we would probably miss if he ever takes it away from us. So it's, it's important, too, to not get so prideful that you don't acknowledge the blessings that he has given you. Um, but when you take inventory of answer prayers, it's a lot easier to to have faith that he's going to answer these other things that you're believing in him for. So I definitely keep journals where I write down the things that, that God has blessed me with, the prayer, the things that I pray for that I have now to just remind myself in those times where you're getting frustrated while waiting for the promises that he was on time with this stuff. So I know he's going to be on time with the things that I'm asking for. He, I was at one point, the things that I have now were huge prayer points for me. So let me not act like I, like he didn't do this, you know what I mean? Or let me allow myself to be grateful for what he has done because it's just going to fuel my faith for what he will do. Um, I had a moment like that this year where uh, we have, I said this on my Instagram, but I haven't said it on the show yet, but we actually have surpassed a million downloads of this podcast, um, a million uh, in total f- since launching in um, January of 2017. And we're all, almost at like 1.1 million. I was late with even figuring out that we was over a million downloads. I, for- I didn't forget, but I just don't always check. And so I just, one morning I decided to check and realized we were well over a million downloads, but then we were also well over a million streams. So that's two different audiences. Some people have the um, iTunes on their phone and they download the episodes. Other people listen on like SoundCloud and things like that. So we are impacting millions of people through this show. And that was so impactful for me because Back, if you read my book, I talk about the three prayer points I had in 2016 that all came true in 2017, which was I was praying for a husband. I was praying for, um, no, these were, I think, in 2015, I prayed these prayers. I don't remember. But at one point, I was praying for a husband, and this was before I met my fiance. I actually met him a few months after writing this in my prayer journal. Um, I was praying for a husband. I was praying for um, full-time entrepreneurship. So this was way before I left my job. And I was praying for a financial freedom. I didn't want to live paycheck to paycheck. Didn't didn't necessarily want like millions of dollars at that time. I just didn't want to have to worry about money. And so those are my three prayer points. And so all of those things came true um, in the following year. But Around that time, though, one of the things that God was showing me as I was learning to hear his voice was that he called me to impact millions of people. And so it wasn't until I checked the numbers for the podcast and saw that we surpassed the millions mark with both the the downloads and the streams. I was like, wow, God said this. He said that I was going to impact millions of people. And I've done that. And I will continue to do that. 
So for me, that just feeds the the faith that I have that when God is showing me even bigger things now, like I, I can't even, I'm not even going to tell y'all the things that God has showed me about my life. I'm going to just live it and then be an example of God's grace and kind of just share the lessons along the way. But the things that God has shown me about where I'm going, like I would have never, never even thought that it's, it's an example that God would do exceedingly and abundantly anything that you can ask for or think it's that level. And so, but it's, it's easy to have faith that that's going to happen or those things are going to come to pass because he told me years ago that I was going to impact millions of people. And here I am with a podcast using the gift that he gave me that the enemy tried to shut up so many times. I was the kid in the class who didn't talk that much. I hated talking. I'm still relatively quiet in real life, but when I got something to say, you're going to catch these bars. But, um, the enemy tried to silence me for so long. My grandmother would tell you, I walk into a room, I wouldn't even look nobody in their eyes. Now I walk into the room like, all right, God, who you want me to touch? Like who you want me to bless? What you, what we doing here? It's the enemy tried to shut me up for so long, but this, the one thing that the enemy tried to, to, to close is what God is going to use for my legacy. And so the reason why my faith is so strong is because God's track record is so good. God is undefeated with me. He's undefeated with everything. So for you um, who asked this question, go back and take inventory of all of those things that God has once told you or promised you that you now have, that you've gotten so used to that they're not that big of a deal anymore. Show yourself, remind yourself of his track record to reignite that faith, to break out of this frustration that you have because the enemy is just going to use this frustration. It's important that you don't stay in this place because the enemy is going to use this frustration to turn you back. Cause then he'll start telling you lies. Like, see, you thought you was going to be following God and everything was going to be good to everything is worse. Now you might as well just go back to dating that man that you broke up with. God told you that that wasn't your man, but shoot, that might've been your husband, but you listening to God. You praying for all these people, they not even saved and they getting blessed. So why are you living your life for God? Because you ain't getting the same blessings that you praying for them for. Look at all these people writing these hood novels. They not even writing Christian nonfiction and they got bestsellers. They making all this money. You might as well just go back to doing what you want to do. You ain't going to never have kids. Who was it in the Bible that was, um, BJ, who was in the Bible who was, um, who was older, but she still gave birth? Was it Elizabeth? Yeah, Elizabeth was older, right? Yes. So Abraham's wife and Elizabeth in the Bible were both older women. So don't let science or society limit what God can do. If God says that that you're going to have children and you're going to be married, it don't matter if you're 83, you can still give birth. Don't limit God. Don't let the enemy feed these lies. And so, again, if I was you, push out of that frustration. Don't let don't stay here too long because it's a dangerous place. It opens up the door for the enemy to feed you lies because you're vulnerable right now. So I'm going to definitely pray for you and pray for your strength and for God to lift you out of this vulnerable state or this frustration season. It's honest. And I appreciate the honesty so much, but you can't stay here. You cannot stay here. Okay, next question. New but hooked listener. Welcome, girl. 
Do you encourage speaking of your faith at work? And if yes, how? Um, I personally wouldn't unless God wants me to give a message to somebody. But I, I, I don't I just wouldn't because but I'm also the type of person where I never really would let coworkers get too close. Um, so I wasn't one of those people who would come to work and tell all of my the intimate details of my business and become BFS with people in the office. I always had a very clear line with the people that I work with. Um, so that's the number one reasoning behind what um, my answer for that. But I feel just in general, we should always be examples of God. And I, I think a lot is more is caught than taught. So if you're living your life a certain type of way, you're happy, you're um, doing the things that you do because of your faith, and then somebody inquires about it, then, of course, I, I would definitely say speak to them about it and um, allow God to lead you in that. But I wouldn't walk around like telling everybody. I mean, people will know I'm a Christian. Like if I'm saying what you do, to, if somebody's asking me what you do this weekend, I would say, you know, I went to church or whatever. So they would know my faith, but I don't. I personally wouldn't be walking around preaching to the office. <laughs> the next question says, do you plan to visit the Texas area? And then somebody else said, any tour dates? Yes, I'll be announcing those soon. And I definitely want to come to both Houston and Dallas. I've never been to Texas before. And um, Dallas looks beautiful. I watch a lot of shows that happen in Dallas. So I definitely want to go to Dallas. And I've only been to Houston in the airport. So I want to go to like a real Papa Do's outside the airport. So uh, I'm definitely going to uh, Houston and Dallas. So I will be there, y'all. And I will let you know the dates that I'm coming. Someone says, how do you get through the times when your sales are slow and you're feeling discouraged? So first, I wouldn't allow the sales slowing down to discourage me. I would use it as an opportunity to see what's slowing them down. So you should have some sort of sales funnel in your business to where people go through. And a sales funnel is just a process that people go through to make a purchase. So you should have your sales funnel set up as well as the different marketing streams that you um, use to get people in your funnel and keep people in your funnel um, and driving them to making the sale. So because you should and um, have these things in place and you do have these things in place, then slowing down of sales is not an opportunity to get discouraged. It's an opportunity to fix what's wrong in the funnel. So let's say people who um, people are making more purchases via your email list than on social media. Now you know that you need to up your email marketing so that you can increase those sales as opposed to trying to beat the social media hammer down the head. Or you can look, you can cross compare both and figure out what am I doing in emails that I'm not doing in social media. Maybe on social media, I'm just posting a lot of products saying, hey, buy now. But in my email marketing, I'm telling I'm being more transparent about my story. So because the sales are better on email, then that tells me that my audience wants to hear more about my story. So let me take what I'm doing in email and now do that on social media. Let me use live and, and IG stories or whatever platform you use or post to tell my story now and see how that works. And then, um, but it's it's not time to get discouraged. So my advice to you is it's not time to get discouraged. It's time to figure out what works and what doesn't so that you can do more of what works and less of what doesn't. And if you don't have these um, systems in place in your business, then that's where you start. Putting some structure into your business so when sales do not only drop but spike, if when your sales spike, now you need to figure out, uh-oh, what's going on? 
what happened, what did I do differently, what worked so that I can do more of that and keep the sales at this at this high level that they spike to. I want to start a business, but can't figure out what kind. Where do I start? If you don't know what kind of business to start, definitely start because this is the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I'm going to tell you to start in prayer to see what problem God wants you to solve. Um, Also, again, your business should solve a problem. So make sure you are solving some sort of need with whatever it is you decide. But um, if I were you, I would spend that time in prayer. Like, God, I I know you didn't give me this entrepreneurial desire for no reason. What do you want me to do? What am I supposed to start? What do you have for me? I will spend that time getting closer to God to see what he wants me to do. Because otherwise, you'll just be starting something that you think is a good idea. Then it won't work. Then you got to pivot. Then you got to stop. Then you got to do something else. Like, I would just save myself the headache and the pivoting and all of the things that I personally had to do because I didn't ask God first. Um, And just go and cling to him first and see what he wants you to do and then be obedient with that. What advice would you give to those who are walking in faith and starting a business? My biggest piece of advice would be to pray and obey. Spend your time on your face seeking God and do whatever he tells you to do. Also, eliminate anything that triggers you to do anything different. That's a huge part of it because it's easy to follow people especially people who have achieved a certain amount of success on social media and feel like you should be doing this or feel like you should be doing that a lot of times the things that be motivating us motivate us to to operate outside of the will of God and it's not always as deep as like uh, any type of crazy sins but it could just simply be doing things in our own strength as opposed to allowing God to lead us, which is equally as dangerous as anything else. So, um, yeah, eliminate anything that that sparks you to operate outside of the will of God. That's been a major point for me this year. Whenever, because I was I was following God's will on my life and not my own, it was difficult because there's not a lot of people that's doing that. I didn't have anybody that was talking about it consistently. There were certain people I followed. Like, I love Tiffany Montgomery. Every time she does a scope, I watch it. But there weren't any outside of her. There was nobody else that I could really tune into consistently, especially not in the way that I do this podcast. Like, if I had a podcast like this to listen to, it would have been so much easier. But I didn't really have any much guidance to um, do things God's way. And so for me, that meant every other thing that was influencing me was influencing me to operate outside of the will of God. Or you got to go harder. You got to outwork everybody. You got to read all these new age books. You got to do all of these things. And God just wanted me to focus on him so he could tell me what to do that's specific to his plan for me. And so I had to sometimes get off social media for a little bit. It's been multiple times this year I've told y'all on the show, I'm not on IG, so don't DM me. Whenever I feel comfortable that I'm not being influenced the wrong way, I can get back on. Sometimes I may have to cut off certain shows. Like one of my favorite shows is Shark Tank, and for a little bit I couldn't watch it because it it gave me all of these ideas or things that I wanted to do or stuff I could do to improve my business, but it just it still motivated me to operate outside of the season that I have me in. So you just have to figure out what triggers you 
to do differently from what God is telling you to do and put those controls in place. Sometimes you can't listen to certain music. Sometimes you can. Like it all is contingent upon where you are in your life. Only you know what doors you need to close, but close them. That would be my biggest advice is close them. Figure out anything. It could be small. I don't care what it is. It can be a person. Stop talking to them. But what anything that triggers you to operate outside of the will of God, it has to go while you're in the vulnerable season. Because when you're walking by faith, it's scary. Because in essence, um, you're the I mean, the the Bible even says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So your spirit is constantly battling with what you see and what God said. And it's it's hard to is it takes consistently doing it to be able to confidently walk in what God said when what you see is the complete opposite. It's it's hard. That's something that you got to really work through. And that's something I'm going to talk about in these next two episodes. That's probably the hardest thing I've had to do this year. But um, a major part of not getting sucked into what you see is to put those controls in place. I'm going to answer one more but before we get to that, if y'all are not a part of Blessed and Bossed Up Society, you're uh, y'all just missing out. The first, um, our first masterclass was the, a few weeks ago, and it was just such an amazing session. We started off the month of December in prayer. Um, so I take prayer requests from everybody that's a part of the society and pray over them in my private time, as well as when we do our monthly prayers. Um, we have a masterclass this Wednesday about marketing, developing your marketing plan for 2019 with Emily Dela Cruz is actually going to be our expert guest this month. And Emily is like the marketing guru, like as somebody who knows marketing, she definitely knows her stuff. I've used her. Um, on projects to help develop my funnels out and she's just awesome so she's going to be pouring into the uh, society this week so if you're not a part of it you need to join we're reading the book fervent together this month I'm going to do a live at the end of the month in the group and my favorite part about the group so far is um, in my live stream the spiritual one we did in the first week of of the program I gave a homework assignment for everybody to read the book of Nehemiah and um, their assignment was to read it by the next week. And so then I posted the following week about what people learn. And it's so funny that everybody had like different interpretations of it. And I asked like, how does this relate to your business? But everybody was able to pull different things from Nehemiah's story and relate it to themselves and about the importance because Nehemiah is an excellent example of a leader. He is just uh, uh, just the ultimate leader. He had systems in place. He was very persistent to what God told him to do. He had other people working against the plan that he had, but he put the strategy in place to fight those things. Like he is just, it's an excellent book, but um, that was one of our assignments. And so not only are people reading the word of God, but they're learning ways to be better in their businesses and in their lives and going, uh, going for the things that God has called them to do through the Bible. Like, so for me as a, as a leader, as for somebody who got called to orchestrate this group, it's just the most rewarding thing ever to just see people's growth so quickly um, and to see what they're getting out of. So if you are not in Blessed and Bossed Up Society, you need to get in because for real, you're missing out. I don't care about the quantity. 
when when I something like this, I care about the quality. I only want people who God is pulling on their hearts to be a part of this group, to be in this group. So you can go to blessedandbossedup.com slash community. The link is in the show notes for you to join. So join us. The registration never closes. It's an ongoing thing. A lot of people have asked me that. It's an ongoing membership. However, you do miss a lot of the challenges and things that we do the longer that you wait. So yeah, go ahead and join and let's answer this last question. This question says, hi, Tatum. I just wanted to start by saying I love your podcast. I personally feel like God speaks to me through you when I need confirmation. I consider myself a baby in Christ, as you say, and lately I've been dealing with trust issues with God. I've been through so many things where I feel as if I was not protected by him. Recently, I've seen two great visions of my future businesses, one in real estate where I'm helping others through investing in real estate, excuse me, and another that deals with the book becoming an advocate slash speaker for women who have been in abusive relationships and or HIV survivors and self-esteem workshops. I guess my questions are one, how do you start trusting God even when you feel like you've already been through hell Two, how can I tell what is a calling from God? What like, what is my actual purpose and what is something that I'm pushing or forcing because it's what I want to do. I have a passion for both women's empowerment and real estate investing, and I'm not sure which one is for me. Thank you for your time. Love you, sis. Love you too. So let's start with the first thing. You said that you are dealing with trust issues with God, which is real because a lot of people are dealing with trust issues from God, which are preventing them from even being able to hear from him on what their purpose is. So I just want to say shout out to you for being honest about your feelings. Um, and But you said that, you know, you've been through so much and you feel like you weren't protected by him. And a lot of times we put ourselves in situations and then we blame God for it. You know, it's what's the best way I can say it? He gave us free will. So sometimes we do make decisions that are going to give uh, or going to have certain consequences that we have to deal with. But at the same time, he will, he always offers his grace. He always protect, uh, protects us. So the, I don't know what you've been through specifically. You kind of alluded to it when it came to the advocacy part, but the fact that you're out of that situation now is God protecting you. So I would, I would challenge you to change your or to check your perspective in that for a second. Like the fact that you're out of that situation is God is God protecting you. It is God showing his grace. It is God. The Bible says that grace and mercy follow us. It is God's grace and mercy that you're out of that situation, even in a position where you can be an advocate for others. You know what I mean? So I would definitely challenge you to change that perspective. I'm sure there's been other things for even for anybody's listening that God has put that God has brought you through. And you may think that you brought you through that situation, but it was God that brought you through that situation. It was the strength that he gave you that brought you in that brought you out of these situations it wasn't you it was all God so that's the first thing I would challenge you to to um, take a deeper look at is that perspective um, but uh, the second question was oh my phone went blank okay so the second question was how can you tell and this is a question a lot of people have um, well no I didn't even finish answering the first one how do you start trusting God even when you feel like you've already been through hell you have to build that trust and the same thing I told the other person, just kind of taking inventory on those answered prayers, is how you build trust. That's how I build trust. Looking back on my life and seeing the things that God has brought me through, 
you know, seeing the things, the places I could have been based on my own decisions that I didn't go through or the things that I made it out of because of God, just kind of taking inventory on those things. Also diving into God's word, seeing what he's done for other people. You know, I, we mentioned the baby thing because of the last question, but there are women who were older women and who were barren and God gave them children. So just dive deep into the Bible and read it, you know, so you can see what God has done through all of these people because he will do those things for you as well. It helps you build out that trust, build that trust because you see his track record. And I'm always talk about the track record because he's undefeated. So, um, yeah, that's how you built that trust. Take inventory on your own answer prayers, things that he's brought you out of. Get get into his word to see what he's done in um, other people's lives. Get involved in certain things. Like if you just listen to other people's stories, whether it be in church or whatever, um, you can kind of see the things that God has brought other people through as well. Also, just just continue to even as you're praying for things now and God is answering that prayers even take in continue to take inventory now over time one of the best things for me is the fact that I journal because I can go back to my journal from when I first left my job and see the things that I was so upset about and see the things that I don't have to worry about now that I was worried about then and that allows me to to build up my trust but then the next question about how do you know your actual calling from what you're trying to do is that's that's such a great question you have to first of course seek God if I I always ask for confirmation in the beginning now I, I I trust my ability to hear God's voice I also would rather just do what I think God said and get it wrong than not do it at all but um ask God for confirmation like God if this is what you want me to do can you confirm it? Then ask him for the how. I think I did a podcast on this some months ago. But then ask him for the strategy. Ask him for the plan. When God tells us that we're going to be doing certain things, it's not always for us to just take and run with it right away. Like he's going to give us a plan too. God is a, a strategic guy. So ask him for that strategy and ask him for that plan so that he can begin to show you the how. And then as you continue to pray and obey, to listen and do the things that he said, to get the plan from him and then execute it, that's how you know that you're in alignment. Because you're not just, God didn't just give you one thing and you're running with it. You're seeking him every day. You're having those business meetings with God. You're positioning yourself under him for the strategy. That's how you know. If you're just doing something and you're figuring it out and God is not even a part of it after you hearing the word from him, then you're automatically out of alignment. So, yeah, that's going to be it for the questions this week, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode. Again, do not miss the next two episodes. I'm really going to be breaking down, beating the process because a lot of you are going to be going through some processes. A lot of you are in some processes right now that you're going to have to stay in because you didn't beat it. And so I'm going to really just be going back over the next week or so, um, diving deep into with God to figure out like what he wants me to give to you guys. So yeah, don't miss the next two episodes and I love you guys. I will talk to you next week.